Well, good morning. It's nice to be with you again yesterday. You know, yesterday was a, an amazing time. You know, I was blessed and just seeing people worshiping God and experiencing the presence of God. And, you know, so my brother-in-law was with me. He, the first time he was ever at a conference, he only got saved just maybe a few months ago or just a while back. So it was his first one-day conference, you know, and it was really tough buying some books and stuff like that and writing things down about different types of books, so that was good, you know, so, and uh, that's a miracle. My sister, Anton, they're, they're, they're saved, and that's, I only met my sister about 18 months ago, we were only brought up together, and then through that she started coming to the meeting in Motherwell, and uh, then he started coming a few months later, and I thought, this is what I used to think, I thought, are they just going to come to church and, and, and not get saved? You know, they're just going to come to meetings, and I thought that would be more disappointment. You know, I said I've had a, a lot of disappointment in life, but surely this is not going to be more disappointment. But as time went on, you know, they began to, you know, cry out to God, and two of them had experiences with God on the same night. She she began to experience the presence of God. This was in their house. Uh, they experienced the presence of God from her head to her feet. You know what I mean? Right through her body, and he woke up shaking under the power of God. This was the people before they were in the Church of Scotland, you know, in and out, and they hadn't been for five years. But he woke up shaking under the power of God and sent me a text saying, uh, I had, a, I had a, a real encounter with the Spirit of the Lord, you know, and then he came here yesterday, you know, so, so praise God for that. And, uh, you know, we're singing some songs about lifting up the name of Jesus, and, uh, you know, the name of Jesus is going to be lifted up all across this earth. You know, we were in the prayer room and what the, some of the prayers that were coming through, you know, I just begin to try and pick up the theme of what's coming through. And one person was crying out, you know, for the Holy Spirit. Somebody else says, we're moving into something new, something new. Then we sing this other song here, your glory, Lord, is what our hearts long for. And, you know, our hearts are longing for something. You know, they're crying out, you know, whether we know it or not, whether some of us might be more desperate than others. But, you know, there's a need within the human, the human heart, you know, and that is a need to fill that void within our lives, really, with the glory of God. And that song, Your glory, Lord, is what our hearts long for. And we're longing in these days and in this hour for the glory of God. For the Spirit of God to be poured out in a profound way. The last time I was here, and not yesterday, but about three weeks ago, Graham kept using this term. He was using it in the, the prayer meeting, then again in here. And I really felt a sense of the presence of God that morning. And the term was, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. He used it several times that, that, that morning, that day. And uh, I woke up this morning... And that begins to come back to me. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. And that thought begins to play over in my mind. That happens to, this happens to me a lot. And I go on a particular website every single day. And I, I open my laptop. I go on the website. And they put a word on. It used to be one word a day for a different minister. Now they put it up to two words a day. And this woman who wrote the word. It could be a teaching or it could be kind of prophecy. But this is what the movie started speaking about. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. And that thought came to me this morning over and over. I was thinking about when I was here three weeks ago. And God does that with me all the time. He, he works through confirmations and signs and different things. Many times through our thoughts, different thoughts will come to us. And I believe 
with all my heart, it is a new day and we are moving into a new day. And this stuff I'm going to speak about this morning is really, again, through some stuff that we said yesterday, through listening to Kenny Bothwick, he said stuff yesterday, and this morning, different types of thoughts came to me through what he said, you know, uh, out of what, what I heard him saying. And really, not everything here is from that, but, but, but some of it, you know. And we need to, we look at society today, and we look at families and, and the lives of people, and there's many problems, you know, people are dealing with many problems, there's, there's much suffering. And he even spoke about that yesterday. He said, what do you say to the woman who, who has been raped, you know, hundreds of times from her own father? You know, and I dealt with a situation this week, very, very similar, if not identical, I don't know the number, but somebody who had been through absolute horror, horrific, horrific stuff, and uh, I ended up in a situation, and I said to a person, I says, at some level, you are completely haunted, aren't you? You're, you're haunted, and they say yes. And even this week, they were involved in self-harm. And I'm saying, this is absolutely horrific. How can somebody recover from something like that? You know, the depths of the, the abuse and the, the, the violation. And uh, we see this stuff going on within society. Deprivation locally, mental health, addiction and abuse, you know, and uh, last, about three weeks ago, in Motherwell, Sandy's kind of heard this story over at the meeting in Motherwell, but three weeks ago, there was a, a young girl, she comes to a dysfunctional home, about two streets away from me, in this house, I don't really know her parents, but I think it's a mum and stepdad, but they're selling drugs for the house, and there's all sorts of stuff going on in this house, even in the close, fighting and all sorts of things going on, so, the young girl was obviously not going to easy. And it was a Saturday during the day, it was about three weeks ago yesterday, I think it was, I, if I remember right. And uh, Saturday during the day, and she's out with a group of other young girls, all roughly about 18 years old, some of them I know because I know their kind of parents, all with dysfunctional homes, some worse than others. And uh, this girl ended up fighting another girl. And this other girl ends up refereeing it. The one that refereeing it, she has really, really, she's kids of her own. Two wee kids, but really for a dysfunctional background, the full family are really uh, right off the rails, you know, for, for many years. So she's refereeing it, and I think the, the, the girl got battered. But for the rest of that day, the, the group were picking on the one girl that had got battered that comes to this home two streets away from me. And they began to pick on her, and pick on her, and pick on her, and different people told me this. And uh, during the night, Saturday night, getting into the Sunday morning, she left, believed that she wrote her mum a note and she comes out of her house during the night, walks over to the shops, again just really near where I stay, two streets away because she stayed across from the shops, you know, really close. And she goes round the back of the shop and she hung herself, you know, 18 years old. Somebody during the night found her, or maybe the other the morning was a woman walking her dog and found her hanging. And I get told about that, and I thought, maybe it's a rumour, because sometimes you hear these things in the rumours, but then I get told, no, it's definitely true. And the next morning after I woke up, you know, this thought came to me while I was still in my bed, about the reality of the depths of the darkness that is going on within society, and the evil, 
and the, 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 the torment and, and how people are so haunted and disturbed and troubled. And begin to realise, you know, that this, we are in a battle right now. Those who, who know Christ, there's a battle going on right now. And uh, the battle, because of that, what happened, this battle is really a battle between good and evil. And this battle is very real. It's very, very real when there's people within the Western world right now, within America and within the UK, young people, people, people of all ages, but young people who are taking their own lives. The suicide rate has gone up. The, the, the statistics right now which shows that the suicide rate has gone up. And it all relates, relates back to the, the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But there's good, but there's also evil. And that evil is very real. But back in the days of the nation of Israel, we see something very similar taking place. We see complete corruption, dysfunction, you know, destruction. And this is what the Lord says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It says, If my people, this is us today, it was the Israelites back then, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. He says he'll forgive sin. You know, he will heal the land, meaning he will heal the nation. He will move within the nation, even back then, if they were in sin, which they were. It would, the heavens would close, there would be no rain, you know, and there would be droughts, and there would be famines, and all this kind of thing. There would really be destruction. And right now, again, we're living in a time where there's destruction within society and God is telling us through this scripture he says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves pray and see my face turn from their wicked ways meaning repentance repentance within our lives then I will hear from heaven forgive sin and heal the land he will move upon the land he will move upon the nation and this is we were hearing in this prayer room this morning, crying out for revival. Kenny Bothwick was saying yesterday, really without God, we cannot do nothing. Without God, you know, we're just vessels, but we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the answer is right here. He mentioned a passage of scripture for Luke chapter 11, and uh, it's a passage of scripture where the, the, the guy goes to his neighbour or his friend it says and asks for bread and the guy says I'm not opening the door the door is shut my kids are in bed and I'm not opening but it's because he, of his persistence because of his persistence he will open the door then it goes on to say if you then being evil Meaning, meaning the thought we're a fallen generation because of Adam, because Adam stepped out of the world of God. If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? 
That's Luke chapter 11, verse 13. And that passage, the same passage, I never checked it this morning, but I'm really sure it is, where Jesus says, Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. And Jesus begins to teach us here about persistence. You know, about really being persistent. And it begins to tell us the end result of that will be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? See, how, how, if we don't change, you know, if we remain unchanged, we cannot go out there and make a difference. You know, God really wants us to be His hands and His feet in this broken, you know, generation. Within this nation right now, there is something missing, really, and there is something broken within society. Families are breaking, you know, there's family breakdown en masse. And really, the Holy Spirit, the power of God, is coming from the Greek word dunamis. And it means miraculous power. It's miraculous power that heals broken bodies. It also means excellence of soul. Meaning it heals the soul. It heals us from the inside out. But it also means ability. Meaning we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. But empowered by really the Spirit of God. And this is what we need to cry out for. The song that your glory Lord... What our hearts long for. We need the Holy Spirit like never before. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And without a new day coming, that is not going to come. But we are in a new day. There's a new day upon us. You know, and there's a new day, we're moving into a new day, we're in a transition. Right now you're in this place, in this room right now, I know there's people who God is stirring. The Spirit, I just need to listen to what they're praying. I just need to listen to what they're saying. It is stirring people right now. And not just in this place, many places. There's a stirring going on and there's a, a, a momentum building. You know, Kenny Bothwick spoke about in 19, I think he said 1994. He, he, he became very judgmental of churches and different things and very narrow-minded. And he was going to Edinburgh and obviously he was going to try and receive something from God. But there was a conflict going on within him. A real conflict. And God began to speak to him and says, you're judging these people up in the north of Scotland, but just leave Edinburgh alone. And he went in and book him and prayed for him. And just says, bless him. And he had an encounter with the power of God. With the Spirit of God. And he began to describe this encounter. This experience with God, but it really began to touch his life and begin to change him. But you know, after that, see, I've studied obviously history, and when people are having experiences with God, there's there's an overflow from that. You know, there's there's it's not just for them. Something within them begins to change. Something something God deposits something within them. You know, and that begins to overflow. He says, "My cup runs over. You anoint my head with fresh oil." My cup runs over. Remember the scripture in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 7, 
And I knew what God was saying to me. God was saying to me once again, He'd been saying to me for years, I'm going to pour out my Holy Spirit. I am going to pour out my Holy Spirit in a profound way. And it is going to be unprecedented. You know, and I, this stuff excites me. You know, I begin to, you know, this is the only reason that I live. You know, I mean, the only reason that keeps me going through challenges and pressures and, you know, when are these trials and when are these tests come to an end? This is because God has given me kind of confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. I'll tell you an, another kind of one as well, what happened, this, I think that was last year as well. I was working, it was a Friday night, and I was delivering takeaways, and uh, a verse comes to me, and the verse is Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3, and I had looked at that verse, I had got to kind of brought that verse alive to me, maybe a couple of years before it, and it comes to me, and I, I, I get this thought, I say, when I go home, I'm going to look up that verse. And this was the verse. It says, for, uh, for he will pour water in him who is thirsty. And floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. And my blessing on your offspring. So this verse is playing in my mind. Right, over and over again. And it's a Friday night. And I go home. And I decided to, I said, when I go home, I'm going to look up that verse. And I looked up the verse, Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. And I turned around to go to sleep. A wee while later, just say it was about quarter past 11 at night, a WhatsApp message came in. And I never looked at it. I said, I'll just leave it. I don't even know who it's for. And I looked at it tomorrow morning. So, think it, think it, think it, think it like this. In that Bible, there is. 30, over 31,000 verses in that Bible, right? Now, I looked up that verse, Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. And it's a verse really speaking of revival, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Within about three quarters of an hour, when I'm still waking, this WhatsApp, WhatsApp message comes in. And I look at it the next morning, and it is a link, a link to this guy speaking. And he's only speaking for about 10 minutes. So I press the link, and it goes on to this guy speaking. And he's speaking about the Lord's revival, and which was 70 years ago, if you Andy and that were there last week, weren't you? And uh, 70 years ago this year, and uh, in that 8, it was 10 minutes, 8 or 10 minute video, in that 10 minute video, he mentions one verse, and the verse he mentioned was the verse that God gave the two women that prayed it in. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 and that was the verse I had looked up the night before 45 minutes before that the chances of that happening is 31,000 and whatever the odds are to one you know what I mean it cannot happen, you know what I mean by chance and this is the point I'm trying to make, God is going to do this you know what I mean, God is going to do this God is going to pour out his spirit and we need to keep stirring, stirring each other up and stirring ourselves up for God to, for the, 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 you know, it's coming. It is a new day. You know, the trials that we're going through, if people here are going through trials, I believe, you know, don't just believe, the scriptures tell us they have an expiry day. Job lost everything. God allowed him to be stripped of absolutely everything. His health, his family, his possessions. He was in a very dark place. But he came out the other end there. The same as Joseph. Joseph was separated 
from his family for 22 years, but the trials really lasted for 13 years. When he was, he was took away from his brothers rejected him, they put him down the path, he was took back up, he was sold into Potiphar's, excuse me, a wee bit of wind there, but he was sold into Potiphar's house, he was falsely accused, put in prison. 13 years. But you know, it came to an end, even in one day. Things began to change, even in one day. But you see, the trials, the Bible tells us, you know, they instilled humility in us. He brought them through the wilderness to humble them and to test them, but to do them good in the end. They instilled humility in us. They really, through trials and through suffering, you know, God can really, it can forge and really mould a heart of compassion with this for others. I think that, I heard that this morning, I don't know if it was in here or before I came out of the house, watching something before I came out of the house. But it, it will forge a heart of compassion as for other people who are suffering, you know, out there. See, a Christian who has not got compassion for other people, they've really got nothing. You know, they have nothing. Compassion is the key and really been used by God. You know the chapter, First Corinthians chapter 13, where it says, if you've not got love, you've really got nothing. You know, but in the trials, in the suffering, in the, in the challenges and the pressures we go through in life, God will use that, you know, to really get us to where we need to be. And develop compassion in us, you know, form compassion in us with, uh, for others. But the other thing, you know, these trials do, is really take us to a point of desperation. See, God will allow things to happen in our lives to get us to that point of need. We were crying out, we come to that place of desperation where we'll cry out for Him, and without Him, you know, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And really, what we're saying, we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. You know, we need to be empowered by the Spirit of God to go there and make a difference. We need an experience. How is it going to happen? It happens through crying out to Almighty God. See, there's people that have lost decades of their life through suffering, through ill health, through family problems, through mental health, through dysfunction. But the Bible says this, in Jeremiah chapter 51, in verse 56 says, For the Lord is a God of recompense. He will surely repay. For the Lord is a God of recompense. He will surely repay. Meaning God will compensate for, for what you've been through in life, what you have lost. You know, the suffering, you know, anybody's been through. When we come into a relationship with God and we allow God to do a work in our life, He's saying, I'm going to recompense you. I'm going to compensate you. David the king, before he was a king, he lost everything. Remember he lost everything. And even his wives, his kids, all his possessions. And the people were talking about stoning him. You know, he, he was in a, he must have been in a, a very dark place. Even his own people that were under him were talking about stoning him. And what they say, it says, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. It was only for this time, it was only him and God. Strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And you might be going through something this morning, but you know, you really need to come into that place where it's just you and God. And some translations, I think, say David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. 
but even strengthened himself in the Lord his God. It was one on one with God. And sometimes that's when we need to be one on one with God to allow God to do a work in our life. And God spoke to him. He asked God for, for instruction. He says, God, will I pursue this troop? Will I pursue them? And God answered them and gave him an instruction. He says, pursue and overtake, for without fail you shall recover all. And the question is this morning, what have you lost in life? You know, what have you lost? For God is saying you will recover all. If you begin to pursue him, but pursue the Lord, he's saying you will recover all. And David never just recovered everything that had been lost. He got over and above. Because he says, this is David's spoil. See, he got the plunder as well. He got that much plunder that it's listed 14 different places are listed that he sent presents to from the plunder. And there's an implication there that it was, it was more than 14. But there's 14 named. And it's in so many places it sounds as if he's saying within an area, he sent stuff to more than one, one place within that area. What, of the 14, there's about three that mentioned. And, and, and there's another implication that there was even more than that. He had that much plunder that he plundered for the enemy's camp that he began to give it away. You know, he had a sort of generosity. Because, see, when you're grateful for what you've got, you'll be generous with it. You know, David recovered all. And there's people who have lost so much in life, you know, decades of their life, years of their life. And the, the time when the Israelites were in Egypt, they were there for 400 years. 400 years, and they were, they were used as slaves, you know. Slaves, and they were oppressed, and they were broken, you know, and they were tormented. But the Bible says that their groans, see there's people groaning right now for a move of the Holy Spirit. It says their cries and their groans come up to God. And this is what it says, it says God acknowledged them, and God heard them. See, the time coming was God was ready to answer prayers. But they were not just crying out to God, they were groaning. Groaning for God to do something. And God began to send the ten, the ten plagues, the judgments upon Egypt. And the last judgment was the, the death of the firstborn son. And the Egyptians were absolutely terrified when the firstborn son got took. You know, the fear of God came on them. And what does it say? Go and plunder the Egyptians. They began to experience recompense. Recompense in their lives. And even 400 years before it, God said to Abraham, I will bring them out in the fourth generation. It says, they'll come out with great possessions. You know, God is a God of recompense. He's, in, he's called Jehovah Jemola. G M. Uh, G, I think I wrote it down here just in case I've got it here. G-M-O-L-A-A It's part of his nature. The God of recompense. And what have you lost in life? You know, some people that are separated from kids. Some people that have been through traumatic divorces. You know, traumatic childhoods. You know, major ongoings with health, you know, and mental health. But the scripture says that God is a God of recompense. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 31, it says, When the thief is caught, he will need to restore sevenfold, meaning there will be a sevenfold return. And you know what I believe? God is just, I'm just going to finish, but I told this story last week, 
uh, in, in Shelfton Baptist Church, just a wee small group of people. And there was a guy in the back started laughing. And I don't know if that was good or bad. I don't know if he was laughing saying that's a wee bit out of that story. Or I don't know if he was laughing saying that's good. But I'll tell the story anyway. God has spoke to me over the years about this recompense thing. Remember in the book of Job chapter 225 it says, I will repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. I will repay you. And uh, last year, 2018, it was the 30th of April and it was my daughter's birthday. She was 17 that day. And I had just been reconciled to her. I'd never seen her for about 12 years, right? 12 years now, but I was reconciled to her just before that. So that's about maybe 14 months ago I got reconciled to her. After 12 years. So she turned 17 on the 30th of April. And on the 30th of April, I received a cheque for £1,700. And it was for to do with compensation. And uh, the very same day, and I never thought nothing of it to begin with, but compensation is really recompense. And uh, this check, I wasn't really expecting it at all. And uh, what happened was, that night, I realised she's 17 today, and I got a check in for £1,700. And you see, God works through signs. He gives us signs all the time and different types of confirmation. And I realised God was speaking to me. You know, I was not expecting that check, and I thought something had happened, and I thought, you know, I don't really qualify for much, you know, and uh, the check, I mean, I've never had a check for £1,700 in my life, but I got it the day she turned 17, and I believe it was a sign of recompense. God was saying to me, but he's saying to many, recompense is coming to your life, and you know, I believe recompense is coming to a generation, it's coming to a generation, I will repay you for the years that the locusts have beaten. And we need to, you know, go to God and tell him, what have we lost? You know, what is missing in our life? And he says, for I am the Lord. For the Lord is the God of recompense. He will surely repay. That's Jeremiah 51, verse 56. I'm just going to pray and uh, hand it back over. Father, we come before you. Lord, as the song says, your glory, Lord, is what our hearts long for, Lord. There's a space, Lord, within us, Lord. Deep within us, Lord, but it's crying out for the glory of God. Lord, we're crying out for the more. Lord, we're crying out, Lord, you be Lord. We know there's momentum building within this place. There's people in here, Lord, you're stirring. And there's people in here you've spoke to that there's a new day upon us. And there's a new day coming. Lord, you've given us tokens. Meaning, meaning confirmations, revelations, Lord, promises, prophetic words. Lord, and there's been an, an accumulation, Lord. But we need to believe, Lord, the time is very soon. For it just says, only believe and you shall see the glory of God. Lord, we choose to believe this morning, Lord. We choose to believe, Lord, that, that you are going to answer prayer. You are going to move in a generation, Lord, there's 27 million people affected by the sex slave trade, being violated, being abused, in every possible way you can think of. As Kenny Bothwick says, yesterday there will be a kid right now being abused in this community. Lord, there will be more than one Lord in every community, Lord. And 
your scriptures say that we are the answer, Lord. We are desperate, Lord, to make a difference. We are desperate, Lord, to see divine justice coming to people, Lord, coming to this earth, Lord. And we're crying out, Lord. You says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, Lord, and we're asking and we're asking and we're asking, Lord, we're not going to stop asking for this outpouring, Lord, that will be empowered to go out and make a difference, Lord. That the glory would come in this room, Lord, and the glory it would draw the people in, Lord, and we would take the glory out there, Lord, into the, the highways and the byways, Lord, into the community, Lord. We would see such, such glory that people would walk in and get saved. People would be healed, Lord, in this thick glory. The same glory that Peter carried walking down the streets of Jerusalem when the sick were healed, the crippled, the paralyzed, and the demons were cast out. Lord, we long for that glory, Lord, to fill us, Lord, and to emanate from us, Lord, and to, to surround us, Lord, like a canopy of glory, Lord, and, and fire. Lord, we're longing for you, Lord, for you and nothing else, Lord, to fill our lives afresh in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.